Good evening. Apologies. I'm a little bit late. We are running through again the preparation for Shabbos, which we did over 10 years ago. And we decided we'll do it again, but we'll. When anything interesting comes up, we'll go off track a little bit. But we did do that in the previous. Before Yontif, we went, we discussed the halachas of the Chala in detail, we discussed the halachas of Trumas and Meister in detail. Maybe one day when I get my head around it, we'll discuss the halachas of the Shurim, of Kazais and the Kabeta, because that's going to be relevant, as we're going to discuss a little bit today. Today we'll just talk a bit more about the preparation for Shabbos, what's needed for Shabbos, Suda Shabbos, etc., so we can get a bit of an understanding of what one needs to prepare for Shabbos and what the Suda Shabbos should look like. The, we've discussed in the previous room, so we don't, I don't want to go over it all again because it gets a little bit, a bit laborious. We discussed the difference between Kovach Shabbos and Oynik Shabbos. Kovach Shabbos is primarily the preparation for Shabbos, preparing for Shabbos, giving honor to Shabbos by preparing it. Oynik Shabbos is the part of Shabbos which is an Oynik, which is a, a, it's for a person's pleasure. We discussed in the in last Friday night, so I don't know if any ladies were there, but we, we mentioned last Friday night what the, the the thought behind the myths of Oineg, which Rabbeinu Bechai, and I'll mention it again because I don't think many ladies were there last Friday night. If any ladies were there last Friday night, I didn't look up. Uh, we had this uh, Friday night learning program, and I spoke at the end. Sorry? That's, that's really not nice, isn't it? That's really, really not nice. Uh, I don't know what's happened to our shul. It's really, it's really, it seems to have gone. gone. So I'll repeat it for you, just for your benefit. The, the, it's one of the strangest halachas when it comes to Shabbos, that we spend our Shabbos, what seems to be, in a bit of a party. Friday night we have a meal, Shabbos morning we have a meal, Shabbos afternoon we have a meal. It just seems to be the whole Shabbos seems to be spent around food. And yet we know Shabbos is such a, an amazing day, a day of Kedusha, a day which primarily is meant to be spent in learning. And yet we spend so much of our time with a meal. And don't, don't get me wrong, we're going to see in a bit later in the year that having a meal on Shabbos could even be a director, according to some. It could be a chiyuv to have a meal, to have a meal on Shabbos. And yet, how does that work with Shabbos? The mitzvah of having a meal comes under the banner of Oynek. The cross of the Shabbos. Oynek, you have to take pleasure with Shabbos. They say over a story from the Vilna Gaon, I don't know if it's true, but they say over, uh, stories have to be heard, and you have to take them as if they could have been true, but whether they are true or not true, I have no idea. They say over a story in the name of the Gaon, that the, the, towards the end of his life, he lost his, ta- his sense of taste. And he was very upset. And they asked him, why did he so upset? He didn't benefit from this world at all anyway. So he said, because now I can't fulfill the mitzvah of Oynik Shabbos. So Oynik Shabbos seems to be a very, a, a key mitzvah and very tied into the essence of what Shabbos is. So I shared with the Tzibah last week, a, a very nice Rebbein of and I'll share it with you as well, because I wasn't going to, but I'll stand again, I thought, why not? The Rebbein of tells us on the Pasuk, A river came out of Eden. This is when Odom Rishon was in Gan Eden. So on the Ha'a river, Yetzirah Maiden came out of Eden, Lahashkos Es Hagam, to water the garden. So says the Rebbeinu B'chai, if you take the letters, Naha, Yetzirah Maiden, so Eden is the source, the river comes from Eden, so you look at Eden as the source of the river, because that's what he says, the Naha is Yetzirah Maiden, the river came out of Eden, Lahashkos Es Hagam, so you have the Eden, the, the Naha, which connects, and the Gam. So if you take the first letters of Aden, Naha, and Gam, you get the word Aden, Naha, Gam. Meaning that 
there's something very, very in, 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 intrinsic in the word Oynek in Mitzvah Shabbos. What's happening here is the Nahar, which was Yosem Eden, was Eden is the source of all the bracha that comes from Shemaim, the source of all the connection that comes from Shemaim. It came down to try and water, to feed the gum, the garden. The garden is where other Mauritian live, so that's the world where we live in. If you connect the world we live in with the world of Eden, with, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, via the Nahar, then you get the word Oinek. Meaning that the mitzvah of Oynek Shabbos is to take Oylem Hazer and to understand, of course, we're taking Oylem Hazer and we're benefiting from Oylem Hazer and you're enjoying Oylem Hazer, but you're doing it for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're doing it for the sake of Torah, you're doing it for the sake of the mitzvah, then what we're doing is we're taking Oylem Hazer, we're taking the gun, we're connecting it back to the Eden, and we now have this bridge, this Oynek, which is the mitzvah of Oynek Shabbos. So, yes, you are meant to enjoy Shabbos, you have to enjoy Shabbos. But remember, the enjoying of Shabbos, enjoyment of Shabbos is not about self enjoyment, it's about enabling the Gun, this world, to be connected to Aden, to the world of Shemayim, to the world of Kaddish Baruch Hu, that way we can bring together the Kaddusha of Kaddish Baruch Hu into this world, and this world now becomes a place of Kaddusha, which is what Shabbos is all about. Shabbos is when we move away from our world, we move into the world of Kaddish Baruch Hu, a world where we don't carry, where we don't do malachas, because we're now moved into the into the parameters and into the environment of Kaddish Baruch Hu, and in the environment of Kaddish Baruch Hu, there's no mundane work done, and therefore we have to keep Shabbos as we do. And that's the myth of Oynik. The myth of Oynik is to enjoy Shabbos with certain rules that we're going to learn. You have to enjoy Shabbos but for the, prim- for the reason of connecting the Eden through the Nahar to the Gun. Connecting through the, through the Nahar the Eden through the Nahar to the Gun. Now you mustn't remember, mustn't forget, and this is what I said to the men, it's not so relevant for the ladies, but I'll say it to you anyway, the Nahar is a river. Ein Maim Sechazal, Ein Maim Elo Tayyur. So I always said to them, it's very nice to have three meals a week on Shabbos, you have to, but you must remember that's only the external part. There's, there's an internal part of Shabbos, which is to use the Maim, the Nahar, the main Maim Meditarius, to have Shabbos should be a, a time of learning. And we have a long Friday night, so easy to just sit back and, and, and eat your, your nuts and your, your, your little uh, dried fruit. That's not Friday night. Friday night's got to be for learning. Shabbos afternoon, it's so easy to finish your meal and just go to bed for two hours. And then that's the end of your Shabbos, but that's not your Shabbos afternoon. You have to remember, Shabbos is about spiritual uplift, not just physical, because the physical is there as a means of enabling the spiritual to come down and rest in this world. Okay, so as an agdomah to, to the mitzvah of Einek Shabbos, let's run through the preparation for Shabbos. Now, what does one need to eat in the meals of Shabbos? Let's go through what one needs to eat in the meal of Shabbos, and then we'll be able to work our way through a, bit, a little bit of preparation. A person is required to eat three meals on Shabbos, three meals throughout the whole Shabbos, one on Friday night, and two, two during, during the day Shabbos. The remark tells us a very interesting halacha. What if somebody didn't manage to eat a meal Friday night? Came home from work, he went to bed, and the time he woke up, he was very shakras the next morning. Or he was unwell Friday night, he couldn't eat a meal. So remark tells us, then you must eat three meals on Shabbat day. How do you like that? Three meals on Shabbat day. And especially if it's a winter day, and Shabbat comes in, uh, goes out at, 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 at 4.35. Three meals on Shabbat day takes take some doing. But the remark says, there's a mitzvah to eat three meals on Shabbat. Ideally, we eat one Friday night and two Shabbos day, but if you can't, then you should be eating three meals Shabbos day. Three meals is three meals on Shabbos. The chiv to eat in the three meals is to eat bread. The chiv to eat three meals is to eat bread in those three meals. How much bread does one have to eat in those three meals? How much bread does one have to eat? Now that's a big, big machlik. Depending on whether the chiv, the obligation to eat bread, is a derite obligation or is it only a rabbinical obligation. If it's a biblical obligation, then whenever the Torah commands us to eat, we usually have to eat a kibetzah, a little bit more than a kibetzah. 
like the first night of Sukkot, when we eat in the Sukkot, we eat a little bit more than the Kibetah. Then it would come out on Friday night, you have to eat a little bit more than the Kibetah of bread. If it's only rabbinically, an rabbinical obligation, then you're not eating his eyes. But whichever obligation it is, you have to eat it in the, um, the, sh- in the, um, time, in the time span of Kedai Achilat Pras. Which means you have to eat a kezayif, minimum a kezayif, within the, the time frame of Kedai Achilat Pras. With Kedai Achilat Pras spreads, with some opinions from two minutes, other opinions to nine minutes. Which would mean that you have to have eaten a kezayif, a minimum a kezayif of bread, in every one of those meals, and we'll discuss Sudashlishis a little bit later, in every one of those, mi- those meals, <coughs> if you can within two minutes, and if you can't, at least within nine minutes. Now, it doesn't have to be the first bite of bread you have. It has to be within two minutes. Somewhere in the meal, you have to have a kezayis of, of challah, bread. It doesn't have to be challah. It can be bread. It can be stale bread. It can be brown bread. It can be anything. There's, there's no rules and regulations what color type of bread it has to be. Challah can be any form of challah. But if you are eating bread, you've got to eat a kezayis, a chachil, a kezayis, kedeachilispras. And if you're able to eat a kebeta, and a little bit more than a kebeta, kedeachilispras, then you're fulfilling that obligation as well. Somebody who can't eat bread, or doesn't have any bread. Somebody who doesn't have any bread. Not can't eat bread, because that's a bit more complicated. Somebody who doesn't have any bread, then here's a very interesting halakha. Then you can fulfill your obligation with mezoinus. But one second, this is much more complex than just taking a piece of cake out of the freezer. You can fulfill your obligation with mezoinus. Now, but you want to be able to make nefilisi dime, and hamoitsi, and bench bichas hamazan afterwards. Now we have a rule, which we will discuss when we learn the, the halakhas of brachas properly, with, together with the men, and we'll do it together with the ladies as well. Uh, when we're getting there, it'll take us about another year to get there, but we intend to get there, Be'ez Hashem. There is a rule that if you eat bread, the amount of what's called the kaviyah suda, amount which is a meal's worth of, of cake, you eat pasababa kitnin, you eat cake. We won't go into the into the definition of Pasa Baba Kitten at the moment, but any cake that you eat is probably Pasa Baba Kitten. So if you eat Pasa Baba Kitten, any amount of cake, which, any type of cake, the amount which would be considered a meal's worth, then you have to wash and bench for it. Right? That's the register. Roughly about four kibetzim of cakes. If you're going to eat your kuchen and start cutting four kibetzim of kuchen, I can't tell you exactly how much it is, three or four or five pieces of kuchen if you're really, really hungry, then you really you need to wash and bench for it. Now we have another rule when it comes to Shabbos. That Shabbos is what we call Kaveh Lamaita. Normally if you eat a Sudas Arai, a temporary meal of your grain, then you don't have to take from you can eat it before you've taken from Samaisha. So I think we discussed this when we learned from Samaisha. Well, on Shabbos, the rule is Shabbos is, is, is a day when you're supposed to be sitting, sitting down and enjoying Shabbos and having meals on Shabbos. So then Shabbos is Kaveh. That means whatever you eat on Shabbos is called as if you're eating a full-blown meal. So here comes down Machlekes in the Boskim. If I want to eat my meal with mazonus, I don't have any bread. I ran to, went to Kujinsky's, there was no bread left before, before Shah. I got there too late, they'd all run out. I ran to Kermedi's, they were closed, and I went to, 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 to Paradise, and it closed down, and, 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 and there was no bread around. There was no bread around. I didn't realize I can go to Gift and get the three-weeks-old bread from Gift, right? So I came out with no challah at all. So I want to be Makaimah Mitzvah Suda with mazonus. How much mazonus do I have to eat? Do I have to eat a share of Kaviya Suda means the amount that during the week would be considered the amount of a meal's worth which is about four kibetzim which is quite a lot of bread quite a lot of cake it's not really if you give it to a, to a child but for an adult it's quite a lot of bread uh, quite a lot of cake or is it sufficient to have a kezayis ah normally we say a kezayis is not enough to wash and bench but since it's Shabbos 
and Shabbos is Kaveya Asuda, Shabbos is Kaveya Lemaita, Shabbos turns it into a, a meal, a meal, whether it's a small amount or a large amount, then here this Kazais is considered a meal's worth. And therefore I can now wash, make a moisty, and bench on my cake. But then you're not doing it as your main meal, so then it's not really. But here you're eating it as a meal of Shabbos, which is, is much more of a Kaveya Suda. So we're going to come to this because this is not a real hippie bread, so it doesn't have the same. We're going to discuss that in a moment. So it could be then if you take a piece of cake, put sponge cake out of your freezer, and you defrost it, and you put it on your put it with your chalabos, on your chalabos, with your knife and your salt and, and everything there, and you make and you wash, make a moiti on a small kazai piece of cake. It's very possible, and that's how many pasuk molds Moshe Feinstein and Halbon Alach will make like that. You don't have any bread, and you have this kazai of cake. You wash and you bench on your kazai of cake. Fascinating Alach, fascinating. So that's Friday night. What, outside of that, a person has a chiv on Friday night to eat two types of cooked foods. Now, ideally, you're supposed to eat bossa, the yain, and many people have meant to eat fish on Friday night as well. Many people have meant to eat fish, many, many people have meant to eat fish, all meals, depending on a person's minute. There's many men when it comes to, to Shabbos meals, and we'll, we'll run through a few of them briefly. But there is a chiv, misalalachas, to eat. A two cooked foods on the Friday night meal. Chatzur are two cooked foods. Many people eat. It should be boss of a yain. Other people eat fish. Now, but though, don't forget the, the primary purpose of the meal is to fulfill the mitzvah of Oyneg Shabbos. So if you really don't like fish, or if you really don't like meat, or, or if you like borscht and, and salmon for your Friday night, and that really makes you enjoy your meal, and just the thought of eating chicken and, 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 and kugel is just you just can't even think about that. Then eat fruit soup and fish there's no problem the main purpose of what you have to try and achieve is you have to enjoy your meal so the primary thing is do something eat something that you're going to enjoy if you don't enjoy it don't eat it you're not going to force yourself to have a bit of fish if you don't like fish however in the time of Chazal fish was a delicacy in the time of Chazal meat and chicken was meat was considered the, the, the epitome of, of, of a meal enjoying a meal in Roman times that's what they ate they ate meat meat and wine that was the, the definition of a, a good meal a good party was meat and wine it wasn't little tiny things that you look at and when you eat them then there's, you, know, you don't feel you've eaten anything it was a, a nice piece of meat and, and, a bit of, and a big cup of wine so Chazal when they talk about Shabbos that's how they describe Shabbos so those who like wine those who like meat those who like fish that's what they should eat those who can't should eat whatever they enjoy. And that's how often you have to eat whatever you enjoy. The reason why we eat gefilte fish was because if you're going to eat fish, in the old days, fish was, didn't come deboned like it does nowadays. Nowadays, you, you go to, to one of the fish shops and you ask them to give you a piece of salmon, there's not a bone inside. If there's a bone inside, they're going to, you're going to sue them. So there's no real problem. In the olden days, you have to cook fish with the bones, and you're invariably going to end up with a problem of it's almost impossible to eat a, a, a fish without somehow or other coming across it. But you see a bone there, so you're quickly going to take the bone out. And, and of course, the many poskim that could be buried, it could even be buried the right according to some poskim. Other poskim hold if it's just in the process of eating. It's not called buried. But most poskim take on that's called buried. So historically, what they used to do is to grind the fish. By grinding the fish, if there was any bone in there, the bone got ground, and it was uh, turned into uh, small particles, therefore edible, and nobody ended up with a problem of buried. And that's how the minig of fish came into Kalisor. We eat now. So the minute comes to us, eat the fish Friday night, and then, etc., to move on to the meat and wine for those who are makbid on wine as well. There is a khir, we will perhaps discuss this a bit later, there is a khir, after fish, before you have your meat, to wash your mouth out, and, and, uh, or eat a piece of challah. Some people have a minute to have both. 
That's where the minute of eating and drinking a lechaim comes from before or after the fish. Because according to some, you should drink a dove of if you should drink something sharp to rinse the mouth out from the fish so that you don't contaminate, you don't cross the fish and meat. Because fish and meat crossing is very dangerous. Fish and meat is a sakona. So in order to not to allow the, the contamination or the crossing of the fish and meat, so we drink something in between. You can drink coke, you can drink water, but the minute of is to drink a dove of because that really cleans the mouth out. Someone who can't afford, someone who can't afford to make a, a meal with boss of a yain, he has a small amount of money, but he can't afford to have three meals of boss of a yain, three full meals. So then he should ideally take the money, split it into three, and buy three meals, and what the Gemara calls a cast of the house. And the Gemara calls it, it's like what we probably would call the sardine. It's like the cheapest type of fish, small little cheap type of fish, have bread and, 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 and a cast of the house. As long as you've got that, then you've got a meal. If you can't afford three meals, then, but you can afford two meals, then buy two meals. Don't go, and, and you're not going to go knocking on the door for money to help you buy three meals for Shabbos. Buy two meals. And that's what Chazal say. I say it's better to make Shabbat Chochol. Make your Shabbos more like a weekday rather than needing to take money from Stockholm. What does it mean, make your Shabbos a weekday? Because on a weekday, you would always have two meals. Every person has two meals on a weekday. One in the morning, one in the evening. Shabbos is different. Shabbos, you have three meals. But rather than knock on doors of the stocker and try and, and collect money for stocker so that you can have three meals, just have two meals. I say Shabbat Kachol. Make your Shabbos into a weekday. Just have two meals. Don't have the three meals. If a person ever can't afford to have even two meals, then the Kupa Stocker, the Gabba Stocker, is obligated to give him enough money for three meals. He can't say, oh, I'm sorry, two meals is not for you. You're a poor man, just be, be suffice with, with two meals. The stock is not to give him enough money so you can buy three meals. So you can buy three meals. Because three meals is the primary chiv of a person of Shabbos. Three meals tells us that it's Shabbos. It's not for It's a different day. Shabbos is different. And Shabbos, we're eating for the sake of a Kodesh Vorko. We're eating for the sake of Kedusha. So therefore we have three meals. We don't have two. There's another interesting halacha which people don't, don't really are not aware of. If somebody sends you a food for Shabbos, then it could be it's also to eat that food during the week. Because that food is set aside for Shabbos and it was sent to you primarily to be eaten on Shabbos, it's got to be eaten on Shabbos if I'm eating during the week. If you get a present of, uh, I don't know what, uh, a piece of food, somebody often you know, you're making a simcha and they send you in food for Shabbos, you, you, you ideally should be eating that food for Shabbos. If you can't, you can't. But ideally, that food is set aside for Shabbos. It should primarily be eaten on Shabbos and not kept, not eaten, not be eaten during the week. So that's Friday night. Friday night, there's a mitchiyav as well to have two chalas. You have to have lechem mishnah. All three meals have to have lechem mishnah. Friday night, the minig is to have lechem mishnah on the on the table with a, a cover on top. The reason why we put a cover on top is zechel the mom, so that we should remember the mom that came down. The mom was wrapped in the, in the Jew on top and the Jew underneath. So therefore, we cover the chalas Friday night with a chaladechel on top with a cover on top and with a tablecloth underneath of course we have a chalabot today but with a, a, a tablecloth underneath and that way it's covered in in two coverings Shabbos morning again Shabbos morning you have to have another meal now Shabbos morning the halacha is you're not allowed to fast Shabbos you can't fast Shabbos at all but not only you can't fast in Shabbos the whole Shabbos you mustn't even fast until chatzos in Shabbos you're not allowed to fast until chatzos in Shabbos so if you get up in the morning and you're late for doubling you run out to shul and it's a big bar mitzvah and a drosha and 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 and, and, and by the time you finish davening, it's already after chatzos. You have a problem because you've now reached chatzos and you fasted. You're not allowed to fast all the way through to chatzos. So ideally, before you come to shul, take a drink. 
fish water or something or leave shul early and go make, uh, not too early and go make kiddush but you mustn't fast until chatzos in the winter it can be from the summer's not really a problem because chatzos is after one in the winter chatzos is 12-ish uh, then it can really be a problem. You come for shul and you, you run around 50, uh, 50 kedushim every Shabbos, every Shabbos Baruch Hashem, there's so many simchas. By the time you get home and you sit down to make kedushim, you can be 12.31 and you end up fasting the half of Shabbos. You're not allowed to, you're not allowed to fast a, a, a Shabbos. If you don't have to eat, I don't eat at the kiddush. Never. Never. I should stand in public and start pushing, pushing a cake in my mouth. Sorry? 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 I didn't just choke anyway. So, you're not allowed to fast. So, I did, you've got to make sure you get the chatzais without fasting. Not only that, I did the you should be starting your meal before chatzais. Even if you're not fasting, even if you don't fast, you've had a drink before davening. You got up early, you made yourself a coffee, and, and you sat down, and, and, and you prepared yourself for davening, and you came to davening. You, you should ideally start your meal before chatzais. Which in the winter is also difficult. Chatzos is 12 o'clock. So if you done the second minion, we finish about 25 past half past 11 on an average Shabbos. By the time you finish saying good Shabbos to everybody and you get to make, you make your way home and you say good Shabbos to everybody in the street and etc., you're going to miss Chatzos. Ideally, you should start before Chatzos. Mission for a say though, if a person has been busy davening or you've been busy learning, then you'll have to push up a meal until after Chatzos. Again, there's a chiyo. All these chiyuvim are only ideal because if you prefer something different, then you're not mechiyuv because it's only it's all about what you enjoy. But ideally, in Shabbos morning, you should have what's called chamin hashtaf hot food, and that's where the the idea of challenge came from. You imagine historically there was no ovens, you didn't have blechs, you didn't have ovens, and the ovens by the time came to Shabbos morning were cold. So you need to find some sort of concoction that, and that's really what it is, some sort of concoction that would be able to survive. The, being all night on, on, on a fire, which in those days used to take it to the bakery and leave it in the bakery's oven, that was a minig, and huge shyness came up in the posthum how they could carry it from the bakery home, you got problems with HSA, and, and, and how to make sure that your pot is your pot, and, and, and chazor, and, and etc., and they used to send them home with the little children, because the children, were, they, they allowed the children to carry, and are you allowed to allow a child to carry, or you're not allowed to allow a child to carry, these are huge discussions in the posthum. It, just to have chamin on Shabbos morning because chamin on Shabbos morning, hot food on Shabbos morning is an integral part of only Shabbos cold food doesn't taste as nice as hot food there's something pleasurable about hot food which isn't there when it comes to cold food but again, if you don't like hot food if somebody doesn't like chalun you're not going to eat chalun just because it's a mini cholesterol to have chalun you're not going to kill yourself and have chalun if, if you don't like hot food you prefer cold food then have cold food if that's your preference but Halacha says chamin is a chiyuv because the halacha understood that chamin is something that most people would prefer. Most people would prefer. There are some people who have a minute to eat fish Shabbos morning as well. There is always quite much to eat fish all three meals. Some people have a minute to eat fish. But others, and this comes from the Primagodim, have a minute to eat an egg. And actually, the Primagodim says egg and onion. The Primagodim says the minute in class want to eat egg and onion. I can't stand raw onions, so I don't eat egg and onion. But it's brought down halacha, prima gotta mix down, egg and onion. Is a many of the was to have egg cut up and a plate of raw onions cut up and serve your egg and you see the egg and liberally sprinkle it with the onions and that was your Shabbos morning fair, that was egg and onion, that was your dirt for Shabbos morning. But it's not just, it's a minig which is brought down halacha, the prima gotta mix down halacha. I think minig Ashkenaz was very much into the, into the eggs and onions. The chassid were more into the fish and the, the minigashnas is more into the egg. Some people are, are really from, they have both. They have egg and then they have fish and then it's a canine or a But uh, on that note, you have to remember that Shabbos morning, you've got to be careful not to eat too much. 
because you have to leave space for your sort of shlishi. So if it's a summer Shabbos, so you're going to finish eating your meal at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, fine. Then you're going to go to Shia at 4 o'clock. And then you're going to spend the afternoon learning. And then you can go at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, you're going to have your sort of shlishi. It's fine, you can have a nice big meal Shabbos morning. In the winter, you're gonna, the time you come home is 12 o'clock. You sit down to have your meal and, and, and uh, talk about what happened to Dublin that day because every Shabbos Dublin, the, the, the news is amazing every Shabbos Dublin. It's different every Shabbos Dublin. And my wife seems to think that every Shabbos morning that there's something going on there because she was, what happened to Shul today? I said, what do you mean, happened? We Dublin. <laughs> so, she doesn't ask that way. So, time you finish discussing all the events of the day and, and etc. etc. You finish your meal one thirty two, then you rush off to share, but you say it's four o'clock, you're back at the back of the table again. And if you've just eaten a, a huge meal, four portions of challenge and, and egg and fish and liver and, and, and who knows what else and kugels and, and everything else, there's no way you're gonna be able to partake of your superstition. And a person's got to be aware that every single member of Khalisron, and I'm saying this to the women particularly, every member of Khalisron has a chiv to eat three sudas a day. A chiv to eat three sudas. So if you're going to eat a large Sudha Shabbos morning, you're not going to be able to eat three Sudhas. So better to eat a smaller Sudha Shabbos morning, yes, a bit of chalent, a bit of chamin, yes, a bit of egg, but you don't have to have a whole egg, and you don't have to have a whole bowl of chalent. You eat what you can, and then you need space, so that there's room for a person to partake of Sudha Shlishas. Which brings us to, to, to Sudha Shlishas, a person, every person in Kalei every man, woman, and child who is able, is mechuyu, to eat Sudha Shlishas. There's no heifer to say it's winter, therefore I don't eat these Swedish dishes. It's, it is true that if somebody can't eat Swedish dishes, then he's potter. If a person just can't eat, he can't eat. The whole idea of three meals is ointed. If he can't eat, he can't eat. But you have to be Ezer Chacham or Ezer The person's got to realize that he's, he has a chiv to eat three meals on Shabbos. So therefore he should pace himself throughout the day. He doesn't have to have kiddish with five types of cakes and then have a meal with, with cholent and, 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 and seven different types of kugels and then come to three o'clock in the afternoon, three thirty and read and say, how much was the much of the shlishes? It's not going to work. Every person has a chiv to eat suda shlishes. However, when it comes to suda shlishes, we do have a little bit of some leeway. Suda shlishes starts the time when you can fulfill the midst of suda shlishes starts only half an hour after chatzos. You can't fulfill your, your chiyav of Siddish dishes before half an hour after Chatzos. Many people in Kalashon have a minute to eat Siddish dishes only after Mincha. There are many people, and this is Menachemad originally, and that is why, very interesting, in our shul, we have a shear between Mincha and Mare, which is very strange. We do have Siddish dishes, but that's an uh, unofficial one. Uh, it's very well attended, but it's, it's not an official Siddish dishes. The official minute of the shul is that there's a shear between Mincha and Mare. Why is there a shear between Mincha and Mare? Because true minigashkanas, and I wish we could say that about ourselves, but we're not true minigashkanas. True minigashkanas is not to eat Sudish dishes after mincha, only to eat it before mincha. And there's many reasons given why, because after mincha it was a time in which Abraham died, and, and, and you're not supposed to be eating, you're not supposed to be drinking after, in between, in Benashmashas of Motsoy Shabbos. A whole list of reasons given in the Paskim why minigashkanas was to, they were makbid to eat Sudish dishes before mincha. And we still have a few diehards who, who come to mincha. A second minion, and won't join us in the Sudish dishes because I've already eaten the Sudish dishes before Mincha. But we do get a big item for Sudish dishes. We have gone a little bit uh, astray here, and we do have a Mincha, uh, Sudish dishes after Mincha. And anybody, and I always say to people, better eat Sudish dishes after Mincha than don't eat it at all. So at least th- there's an opportunity for people to eat Sudish dishes. But every person, every member of Khazal has a chief to eat Sudish dishes, starting from half an hour after Khazal, finishing at half an hour before now. Which ideally shouldn't start Swedish dishes after half an hour before Nacht. Because after half an hour before Nacht, you must have to eat to, to it's half an hour within half an hour of Abdullah, or shouldn't be eating within half an hour of Abdullah. Hasidim are not Makhbid at all. And they're not, they're, not, they're not off the market. They're, they're not Makhbid. It's Shabbos. So, so it's not, it's not as month for Abdullah yet. 
and they will eat until till a minute's not. A minute before not, they'll still eat superstitious. And Mishabur himself says that if somebody hadn't started the meal, the superstitious within half an hour before not, because he everybody should wash. But ideally, you should, you should make sure not to have it after half an hour before not. Which in, in the winter, which would mean roughly an hour, if you keep our not, which is about 5 o'clock, 5 to 5 this week, then 25 past 4 is the latest you can eat your superstitious. So you realize if you start, 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 start. Yeah. Once you've been started, you can stay on, you can carry on eating until 10 o'clock at night. Start eating. So you've only got a very small window of from around about 12.30 till half an hour till about 4.30 to eat your, and in that time you're going to end up getting two sudas, which is, which is a, bit, a bit of a tall order. So therefore you've got to realize that you've got to prepare yourself. Ideally you should wash for Swedish dishes. That's the khila. Come to many poskim, many rishayim, you only fulfill your if you wash. There are other poskim who say if you can't fulfill your you can't eat, it's impossible for you to wash, then at least have some mazoinis. That way, but the mazoinis here, because you don't have to wash, doesn't take on the same status as mazoinis would for Friday night Shabbos morning. Here you'd only make a mazoinis. You wouldn't wash or bench it, unless of course you're so full that you manage to get four kubasim down your of cake, then you would have to wash because it's no worse than a weekday when you're to wash on four kubasim. But otherwise, if you're just going to eat a single piece of cake, you'd make mazonis and that's it, and you'd fulfilled your mitzvah of Swedish dishes. So I always suggest to women who can't find it very hard to wash, or don't even have the time to wash, the time you finish clearing up, and you, you have a little bit of a rest, you haven't really got the time, have a piece of cake, just eat a small piece of cake, and then at least you've had a kazai, you makam your mitzvah, at least with cake. If you can't eat cake, then the Shulchanak talks about eating fish and meat. I don't think that's going to go down very well uh, on, on a Shabbos afternoon for Swedish dishes. If you can't eat that, then you can eat fruit as well. Eat fruit as well. Fruit is also a shitter. But something, a person has to realize that Suda Shnishas is a chiv. Ideally, to, to wash, if you can't, you should have mazonis. They can't eat mazonis, you should eat fruit. Something, eat something to be the kind of the midst of Suda Shnishas. That, that's the chiv on every person. People who are washing, if you wash, you should have lecha mishnah. There's a chiv lecha mishnah on Suda Shnishas as well. However, the Achashukhan does say, when it comes to Suda Shnishas, there is no chiv to cover the chalas. Even though we cover the Chalas Friday night, and we cover the Chalas Shabbos morning, we have Lechem Mishnah Shabbos morning as well. And uh, Shabbos morning, you also have to eat the Kazai, it's Kadech in Espras. But Sudash Nishis, though we have Lechem Mishnah, we don't cover it. We don't cover it. Zechel Amon, we've done our Zechel Amon, we don't need to cover it. Uh, the remark brings down there was a minute in Kalishol to eat something called Pastida uh, on Shabbos. Pastida was, is, is like a meat pie. It had a. a um, what, what do you want to tell us what it's like? Pastry, right? With meat inside. But covered both. And the pastry on top. Let's put a separate little pastry. What we call in English a meat pie, right? What we call that meat pie, I mean, I'm not very big bucky, but some sort of meat pie. It's a, the reason why they used to eat it is Zechel Amon. Because the meat would be considered the mum. The pastry underneath and the pastry on top is the the Jew which covered the mon underneath and which covered the mon on top. The reason why we don't have that minik and the reason why the minik falling apart is because we mekayim, we fulfill our zeichel mon with our chalas. We put our chalas on the table with a white tablecloth underneath and a cloth on top and that way we fulfilled our zeichel mon. But there was a minik in Ashkenaz, it's not silence, it's a remote, there was a minik in Ashkenaz to eat this meat pie type of, type of, 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 of dish so that we have a zeichel mon. So we have a zeichel mon. Now, just a couple more minutes. The, the, the importance of eating meals on Shabbos is so great that Chazal gave us certain guidelines for Friday 
regarding Friday because they were worried that if we don't treat Friday properly, we're going to end up not fulfilling our mitzvah of Oynik Shabbos properly. So the Gemara tells us that it's forbidden for a person to travel on a Friday. Now there's a misconception here by many, even by Hamid HaChachomim. Why may one not travel on Friday? Most people think you mustn't travel on Friday because they're worried that you won't get there and you'll end up transgressing Shabbos in a way that in, inadvertently or unintentionally because you're busy traveling. That's not why Chazal said you mustn't travel on Friday. That's a very good reason why not to travel on Friday. Don't get me wrong, Mishnah Brewer does bring you down. A person should avoid traveling on Friday just in case. Fridays are always a, a, a risky time. You'll always find people traveling on Friday. They're always just making it in time for Shabbos. It's, it's a, because of something, those have to generally make sure that Fridays are, are going to become complicated. If you can avoid traveling on Friday, avoid it. But the halacha doesn't say you mustn't travel on Friday because you might not get there on time. You know what halacha tells us? A very interesting halacha. You know why you mustn't travel on Friday? Because if you start traveling on Friday, you might arrive at your host or, or your own home. This is in the time before mobile phones or before telephones, or before any uh, ability to communicate, you're going to arrive home and there's not going to be enough food for you. And then you will not be able to fulfill your mitzvah of Oynik Shabbos. So in order to make sure that you arrive home in time and you're able to fulfill the mitzvah of Oynik Shabbos, Chazal said after the first three hours of the day, do not travel. Do not travel. Stop. There's a machlekes in the Gemara, in the Paskim, whether if you brought your own food with you, are you allowed to travel? Did Chazal say don't travel, blankets, end of story, don't travel? Or did they say if you have your own food, you're allowed to travel because then you haven't got a problem of Oynik Shabbos? Or if you inform them beforehand, you tell them you're coming, then you're allowed to travel. Because the whole reason why you're not allowed to travel is not because we're worried that you won't make it in time. It's because we're worried you will make it in time, but you won't make it in time enough to be able to partake of the Oynik Shabbos. And so Oynik Shabbos is so important that Chazal said do not travel on a Friday. We have other halachas which are relevant on a Friday. A person is not allowed to fix a suit on a Friday. You don't have to have a suit on a Friday. So uh, anywhere on a Friday, you shouldn't, ideally you shouldn't be eating a, a, a large suda on a Friday. Now, Halakha tells us you're allowed to eat a suda which is normal. You're allowed to eat a suda which is normal. But a large suda you shouldn't, you shouldn't eat. And there's three reasons given in the, in the Paskim why one mustn't eat a suda on Friday. The Mechaba tells us the reason why you mustn't eat a suda on Friday is because if you eat a suda on Friday, Friday night you won't be hungry. And Shabbos, midst of Oynik Shabbos is such that you should come into Shabbos hungry. You should come to Shabbos hungry. This is very relevant, particularly in the winters. In the winter, where, where you might only have lunch at 1 o'clock on a Friday afternoon, and you're already going to be sitting down by 5.30, you're going to be sitting down eating your Friday night meal, you haven't really got that much time in between your lunch and your Friday night meal, and you should really, ideally, be coming into Shabbos Keshutoy when he's hungry. You make sure that you don't eat too much on a Friday so that Friday night you can come in hungry. But that's the first reason that the, the Shokhanarach, the Mechabah tells us, don't fix a, a Suda on Friday because you, you have a key to come into Shabbos with, a, with an appetite. Second reason which uh, Magna Brown quotes in the name of Rabbeinu Tam is because if you're busy with a Suda on Friday, you're not going to have time to prepare <coughs> food for Shabbos. If you don't have time to prepare food for Shabbos, you're going to end up on Shabbos not having the right oinu. You're not going to enjoy Shabbos in the manner that you might enjoy. Therefore, it's forbidden to eat food to make a suit on Friday, so that Shabbos you will be able to have the correct food and fulfill the mitzvah of Oynik. The third reason which the Prima Gaudan says is because Shabbos is Shabbos, and we saw that and we discussed this a few moments ago, one of the differentiations between Shabbos on the weekday is that Shabbos has three meals. Weekday doesn't. If I'm going to make a big meal on a Friday, then I'm degrading Shabbos because I'm making Friday and Shabbos very, very similar. So therefore, in order to make sure that Shabbos on the midst of Oynag is kept in its truest form, where I have definitely had food on, on, on Friday night, I have the appetite of Friday night, and I differentiate my, my Shabbos from my Friday, Chazal said, do not make meals on Friday. Where this becomes difficult is if there's a Sudas Mitzvah 
which falls on a Friday. Now, when it comes to a bris, very interestingly, it's a usual achlekes in the poskim. Should one make a bris shalobis money? If a bris falls on the eighth day on a Friday, you have to make a bris. But what about bris shalobis money? Say that the moil came and said the baby was yellow. And on Friday morning, he turns up and says, "Perfect, I want to make a bris today." Should he make? Should he not make a bris? Chassid don't make a bris. On Friday, you don't make a bris on Friday. But us, diehard Ashkenaz, we make a bris even on Friday. We'll make a bris even on Friday. We don't want to delay a bris even for a moment. So here we have a usual achlekes coming from the halacha of Oynik Shabbos. Should we push off a Sudas Mitzvah if we can, or should we not push off even a Sudas Mitzvah? Of course, when it comes to a Bristol's money, or if Purim falls on a Friday, which you can do, when you have to have a Suda, then the minute Kalish or least have a Suda in the morning, that way you still have plenty of time to get to Shabbos and to build up an ap- another appetite, prepare for Shabbos, and not in any way transgress the Issa of. transgress the Issa of. Einik Shabbos. In the reverse, we have another halacha. One's not allowed to fast on a Friday. It's forbidden to fast on a Friday. The only time we have a fast on a Friday is when Shiva Asarbatamus, no, when Asarbatavis falls on Asarbatavis, falls on a Friday. Otherwise, it's also to fast on a Friday. Why? Because you don't want to come to Shabbos when you're in a, in, a, in a desperate state. You want to come to Shabbos ready for Shabbos. You can't prepare yourself for Shabbos and come into Shabbos uh, and, 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 and be macabre Shabbos as one should if one's starving, one's hungry, one's in a state of fasting. So therefore, it's forbidden to fast on Friday. So again, we have the two extremes. You mustn't eat too much on a Friday, and you mustn't fast on a Friday so that we can come into Shabbos as one should. We're really running out of time, but there is one more halach which we'll discuss today, and then we'll move on in, in, in the coming shir into some more practical halachas of Erev Shabbos. The Hamat and Mitzvah, which is again by Chassidim, by Arizah, was a very big thing, and by us, the Ashkenaz, it seems to have completely got lost. I'll explain to you the background to that. That's the Mitzvah of Tameh Chaim Zochel. The mitzvah to taste your food on Friday. There is a mitzvah to taste your food on Friday. Now, the primary reason why there's a mitzvah to taste your food is to make sure your food tastes nice. So again, this is to prepare for your oinek. So you, you've made seven dishes. You taste each dish very briefly. You have a taste of each dish so that when you come to Shabbos, you'll be able to enjoy your food in Shabbos because you know it tastes nice. If it needs a bit more salt, you'll have to put more salt in. If it needs a bit more pepper, you put some pepper. A bit more garlic, you put the garlic. If you don't taste it, you're not going to know. When you come Shabbos, you can't put the spices in because you've got a problem with Bishel. So you, therefore, there's a mitzvah of There is the Arizal had a slightly different understanding based on the Sefer Hasidim. The Sefer Hasidim held that you have to taste your food on Shabbos because that's covered Shabbos. Not because we're worried that it doesn't taste nice on a Friday night and Shabbos morning your food won't taste as it should. But just tasting is covered Shabbos. To, to show that you're really putting every effort into preparing your food for Shabbos, that's your preparation for Shabbos. You're giving Shabbos such honor that you're prepared to taste it beforehand to make sure it all tastes nice. That's a different, that's Tamer, that's covered Shabbos. And the reason I was very much with to eat the food of Shabbos. But Chesidim, Tamer is a very big thing. By the Rebbe's, Friday afternoon, the cook has to come in with a bit of cholent and a bit of fish and a bit of Tamer. You've got to taste your food. But we have lost the mini completely. We don't know if that mini ever existed in, in our ancestors. We don't know if it existed. And the reason why is because in the Zaya it says that the Tamer Chaim Zochlu, the mitzvah to taste food, is referring to Friday night. It's not referring to Friday afternoon, it's referring to Friday night. And that's where our minute comes from. We fulfill the mitzvah of Tamer Chaim Zochlu by eating our food on Friday night and enjoying our food Friday night, making sure we don't eat on Friday so that Friday night we have the appetite, and making sure that our food tastes nice so that we can enjoy Friday night. Enjoying the food Friday night is a key mitzvah. That's your fulfillment of the mitzvah of Tamer Chaim Zochlu. So I hope it's given us a little bit of a background to 
the mitzvah of Einek Shabbos, we've got plenty more to talk about, we will talk about them, and maybe we'll go off, as we say, on a tangent, when we get to an interesting subject which is relevant, and, and spend a bit of time on that. I just want to share with you a very small thought, which uh, dawned on me this afternoon. The in this week's Sedra, when in this week's Sedra, when Avram came to Christian, and they asked, she, he asked Sarah, please go into the box, etc., etc., and eventually Akashmokha made the nest that they all became afflicted, all the, 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 the Melech and all, the, all his household became afflicted, until he had this dream, Akashmokha came to, came to his dream, and he said to Akashmokha, why are you punishing me? He said, Besom Lebov means the innocence of my heart. I, I, I didn't have any negative intention. I didn't have anything, any negative intention. Benikai Kafai means I didn't do anything wrong, which I could have responded. It's true that your intentions were not bad, in inverted commas, but Benikai Kafai that you can't say, because had it not been for me, you would have done something wrong. It's only because I stopped you that you didn't. But, but Tom the Bobby, that's true. Then he comes and he tells Avram, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry, and he apologizes and he showers him with gifts. Then he says to Avram, well, why didn't you tell me it was your, why didn't you tell me it was your wife? So Avram says, Ki, Ein, Yerah, Sedekim, Bamokim, because there's no fear of a Kodesh Baruch There's no fear of a Kodesh Baruch which means then they are this, they're, they're, they're people without morals. They, they, they don't know how to, <coughs> they don't have to behave in a, in a decent manner. So how can he turn around and say, keep a song of the body, that I'm innocent of heart, that I'm a perfect person. I did nothing wrong. I didn't even intend to do anything wrong. Abraham just told him. Are they innocent or they're not innocent? What's going on here? And here I think lies a very important lesson for us. A person who doesn't have Yerushalayim will make decisions He'll make decisions and actions and behave in a manner which he thinks is perfectly right. He, he's got, he really thinks that's morally correct and ethically correct. He doesn't understand and he can't understand that this is morally and ethically wrong. To the point that he'll turn around to HaKadosh Baruch and he'll say to HaKadosh Baruch keep his son the Bobby. I did it all in pure innocence. Yeah, it's perfectly innocent to take somebody else's wife without, without permission or to take somebody else's sister without permission and, and demand this. It's all the son of Bobby. They can't begin to see the reality because if you had a year at Hashem, then you, your, your decision making is decided by what HaKadosh Baruch wants, not by what you want, then your decision making is going to be completely different. But the moment your decisions are your own decisions, and HaKadosh Baruch steps out of that, then you can think what you're doing is perfectly innocent, and perfectly correct, and perfectly right, and you can be completely off the mark. Which is a lesson for all of us, because in our day-to-day lives, we're making decisions. At every moment of our day, we have to make decisions. And we have to realize, if those decisions are decisions coming from ourselves, then we're going to be off the mark. We're going to be off the mark. If those decisions are decisions coming from the rocks and Hashem, I want to do just rocks and Hashem and nothing else, then HaKashmark will enable us and help us and encourage us and give us the understanding of what the right decision should be. But the moment the decisions come in, because I don't fear HaKashmark, it's a decision coming from myself, not from HaKashmark, then I'll, I'll turn around, I'll think, keep a song of Avi, I'm totally innocent. I'm going to be completely off the mark. I'm, I'm, going, to make, I'm going to make decisions which are completely contrary to everything that HaKashmark already wants. That we should be able to internalize Rats and Hashem, only make decisions as He wants, and be able to keep Shabbos, Kuna, and Kulam Kam Shabbos, Achas, or Shtei Shabbos, and it will be Zaycha to see the God of a Korib Mamish for me.